allow me to talk to you or to us, including myself. A message that I believe God put in my heart about three weeks ago, I didn't mention. And I said, we are in the race. There is a race that we are running. I know there is a song like that. Probably before I finish, uh, Paul will come and we will sing. Because we need to remind ourselves that we are in this race. And we are in this race not to lose, but to win. Praise God. Everyone who starts a race does not start a race or the race to lose. They start the race to win. Praise God. No one starts the race with intention. No. If you enter into a race, you are determined because the joy of the race is not in the starting, but it is in the finishing. Praise the Lord. When people are starting a race, you do not hear a lot of praise and shout. You know? The audience are there, yes. They are waiting uh, for the gun to, uh, to go for the people to start the race. No one starts shelling them. You know, no, you know, it's like you are all looking at all these numbers. There are many. Yeah? But you wait when the time is near and you start seeing them now trickling in, coming into the finish line. The crowd now starts. And you, can, you, you know what happens. When the first person hits the finish line, the entire stadium starts to praise, to congratulate. They sing, they jump, because someone has finished the race. Amen? I want you to understand that it is one thing to start. It is another thing to finish. And many have started a race, but on the way, they have failed to finish. They did not get any commendation. No one praised on their behalf. No. It is important to endure to the end so that you can finish the race. A story is told of this man that went to the Olympic in 1968, I think, in, in Mexico. And he were, it was the marathon. It was the last race in the Olympic. And the race was run, and the people who came first, they finished, and uh, the people kept coming and coming and coming, and finally... The race was announced that it is over and the medals were given. And it is said, uh, of course they don't pray, but the final whistle, people to go home uh, was blown and people are now leaving the stadium. And as they were leaving the stadium, a siren was heard. And the police car, and behind, and in front of the police car was this man 
that was limping, who was part of the race. And the announcer made this announcement. Hold on. Come back and sit down. Seems like it's not over yet. And when the crowd sat, they saw this man that was limping, limping, not running this time, but walking, walking, walking to the finishing line. And the whole stadium stood and was given a standing ovation. It so happened that this man was a Tanzanian. It was John Stephen, the other name I can't remember. Remember the name? Okay. It doesn't matter. But it was a Tanzanian. And it is said he was interviewed and he was, because it, so it happened that as he ran the marathon 20 kilometers to the finishing line, he fell, he hurt his knees, he bruised his shoulders, and he could not be able to run anymore. When he woke up, received the first aid, and he was asked to enter into the vehicle, he refused. He said, I must finish the race. And he walked, limping 20 kilometers to the finishing line. Why? Because the race is not in the starting, it is in the finishing. So he was asked, why did you have to endure this kind of hardship? Why did you have to punish yourself this much? And he said, my country did not send me 5,000 miles to start the race and not to finish. For my country, I purposed, I will be counted among those who finished. That was an earthly race. What about this race that you and I are in? Are you willing to push on to the finish to the finishing line? Are you ready to endure the hardship and run with perseverance and patience to the end? told you we are in a race. All of us have been invited into this race. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, wherefore, or therefore seeing, we also are composed about with so great a cloud of witness, Therefore, we also since we are surrounded 
by so great a cloud of witness. I like that. A race becomes more exciting when there are people who are witnessing, when there are audience that are watching the runners. A game is not interesting if the stadiums uh, is the, the seats in the stadium are empty. The players are encouraged when they see that they are surrounded by people who are witnessing what is happening. And we are being told, since we are surrounded, praise God, by so great a cloud of witness, Praise the Lord. That gives you the motivation. Not just to start the race, but to endure to the end. Because there's a cloud of witness that is watching us. And it says, therefore, and I want you to look at that where is that therefore coming? Because the word therefore is a word that is connecting us to something else. It means there is something else that was happening. And therefore now we are joining in. What is this? Where is that one coming from? Those of you that are Bible scholars, not necessary scholars, those of you that take time to read the word of God. I'm sure you have read Hebrews chapter 11, the chapter uh, before chapter 12. It talks about the heroes of faith. It mentions the names of people that were ahead of us, who worked so hard, who were also on a race, and they ran to the finishing line. But see what the Bible says about them. Verse that 9 says, just before that 9, let's see that 13. Go to verse 13. Eleven thirteen. These all, these all did what? Died in faith. Those are the men that were listed. The heroes of faith. Mention them. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, David, Lahab. Enoch. Praise God. Mama Mwai, we haven't come to the generation. We are talking about those that were there then, that finished the race before Jesus came. But of course, there are, after Jesus came, we have Paul, 
we have Peter, we have James, we have Matthew, hallelujah. And many others, the apostles. All this. And then we have Catherine Kuhlman. We have Reinhard Bonke. We have Bire Glaham. Amen. And others that you may never have heard about them. Because they didn't have a platform to preach the gospel. Their names may not be known, but they are recorded in heaven because they finished well. Those may be the intercessors that were, as I told you the other day, that one time, Catherine Kuhlman, the media decided to investigate the source of her power. This is how foolish sometimes our media characters are. Can you imagine them trying to investigate because they think there is a, there is, there is a source that they can be able to capture with their cameras. And they followed her wherever she went. I'm sure they had even followed her even to her home. They did their investigation. And after a long time, they were not able to discover the source of her power. What is this that makes people come into her meetings? Line up to get in. And when they come in, miracles, blind eyes were opened. Clippers walked. Cancers were healed. All manner of miracles took place in her meeting. A simple frail lady. They wanted to know what is the source. And when they did not, they were not able, they asked, they decided, now we better swallow our pride, confess to this woman what we've been doing and we have no answer. Maybe she will give us the answer. And they confessed. And they said, we have investigated you. We can't be able to trace the source of the power that you operate under. Can you tell us? And she told them, come, follow me. And they followed her down to the basement of the hall where she was having the meeting dark place and they, were fa they found these images of very elderly ladies kneeling on their knees and it's only their mouth that you could see like uh, Hannah you know moving up they were in prayer interceding and she's told them here is the source of power those are heroes of faith Mama Moai their names are not known, but they have a record in heaven. Your name may not be known today, but you are an intercessor. The reason why we have made it for these 10 years and Lucy and Chris and Paul and others can testify of the goodness and the provisions of the Lord. 
It has nothing to do with me. It has to do with you that have been interceding and crying to the Lord. And nobody knows you. Nobody sees the hour that you wake up. But you, faith frame, wakes up to intercede and to pray that God's will be done in this place as it is in heaven. May the Lord honor and bless you. We celebrate you for what you have done. Please. We will probably never get to know you. Because the Lord has not permitted you to reveal yourself. Please stay that way. Don't expose yourself. If the Lord wants us to know you, he will let us know. But if you can just say the way you are without being known, so be it. You are known in heaven. And your reward is from heaven, not from me. But if I get to know you, I will appreciate you one way in one way or another. I will commend you. I will thank you. I will pray for you. But please, the Lord knows you. These people, the Bible says, they all died in faith. Amen? They died in faith. Please, it's one thing to start in faith and to die in faith. Many have started, but they have not died in faith and they have lost it. I would like to encourage you it doesn't matter who you are and what you do in this house or anywhere else. You may be the greatest intercessor, the greatest evangelist, worshiper. You may be the greatest instrumentalist. Please remain and stay and ensure even the day you die, you die in faith. That is what is important in this race. The starting is okay, but the finishing is more important than the starting. They died, these all died in faith, not having received the promises. I want you to understand this. Please, be attentive. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. They died in faith, not having received the promises, but they could see them afar off. And they were assured of them. In other words, they had not lost it. They were told, you didn't get it. You can see it afar off. You have finished well. You have died in faith. You will have it. But let's see why. Assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Praise God. When they saw what was ahead of them, as they ran the marathon of life during their time, they were able to see beyond. 
but they could not receive the promise. But they were assured of it. And they embraced, praise God, the promises. Even without having it. That's why they died in faith. What is the faith? They had been promised. There was something they were seeing. And they waited until they died. And even when they died, they were able to see it afar off. And they embraced what they were seeing. And they made this confession before they died. That they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. They were strangers. They were pilgrims on earth. They were sojourners. They did not build an abode. They did not build permanent homes on earth. The earth was not a bad place to be. They were wealthy people. They had properties. Abraham was the wealthiest man that ever lived on earth. Talk about Bill Gates and others. Nothing. There is no way anybody can beat Abraham, who was afraid of God and blessed by God. Leave alone the others that earn their blessing through uh, fraudulent ways and conning, conmanship and lies and whatever and whatever it is. You know how corporate institutions, you know, let me not go there. I know some of you work for them. But I've also worked for them and I know the amount of lies and conmanship and fraud that takes place just to make sure the barren sheet is good. They will do anything to get their numbers right, including cooking them. They do it. Praise God. But these men who are so wealth, they did not focus their eyes on the things they had on earth. And you, my friend, why are you focusing your eyes on that simple thing that you call a blessing? It may be a home. It may be whatever it is. It may be a family. It may be marriage. It may be what is it that you are focusing your eyes on? These people focus their eyes on something that was more precious than what they had. And do you know what that was? Oh, you may you want to know. Uh -huh. What does it say in verse 14? No, okay, let's 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 go to let's go to twenty nine. Uh -huh. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempted. Is that. No, I meant that in 9, sorry, not 29. I meant that 9. And this all. Having obtained a good testimony, praise God. It is important, my brother, my sister, to endure to the end. 
so that you can obtain a good testimony. And this all, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. Again, being repeated to emphasize that they did not receive the promise. Why? Verse 40. God having provided something better for us. He's now talking about us. Paul is talking about us, not them. Those of us that are in the new dispensation, the covenant, the new covenant, they were operating under the old covenant. We are now in the new covenant. Having, God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Hallelujah. They were to wait until we come in. Hallelujah. That's the reason why they saw it far. They saw the Messiah. They saw these days far. Praise God. They saw us being on the race that is better than the one they ran. Praise the Lord. This is who you are. They waited and they are still waiting. They cannot be clowned until we finish this race. For they shall receive the promise together with us. They saw us. They celebrated. And because of us, they waited faithfully that you may come in and that I may come in. We cannot waste this race. We must run to the end. And we must endure to the end. Praise the Lord. That is why it says, therefore, now 12, Therefore, if they have been waiting for us to be perfected so that we can receive the, the promise together with them. Verse 12. Chapter 12, sorry. Chapter 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are surrounded. By so great a crowd of witness, let us lay aside, praise God. And I want you to note, in this race, there are things that we must put aside. There are things that we must put aside. The race of faith is described by three statements from these two verses that we are going to see today. The first is to be learned, to be ran by laying aside every weight. You must lay aside every weight. What is this? This refers to things that we can call impediments that weigh us down. They may be clothing 
or excessive body weight. There is no runner who will go to run a marathon to win with intention to win. In a suit, uh -huh, with a belly like mine and Mama Moe, Baba Moe's. You cannot enlist Baba Moe into a marathon. I'm talking about the physical marathon. Even if Kenya doesn't have anyone to represent, they would rather enter zero than said Baba Moe. Why? Because Baba Moe has a weight. He may be willing to represent us, but the weight he carries will not allow him. That is why we are being told, lay aside. You've never seen Catherine Dereva on high heels in a marathon. Or the other one. What was the other one? Shemputeb what? That, the Eldoret Express one. Jelimo. You've never seen her wearing her high heels. As a matter of fact, runners are actually almost naked. And we excuse them for that. Actually, it is said in the, those early days, the Greeks would learn all naked. Well, of course, they would cover the, the part that you should not see. But even that is covered by very light things. Because they did not want anything that would weigh them. That's why we are being told, let us lay aside every weight. Weight, maybe clothes, maybe shoes, maybe, maybe body weight. They may be things that we value. They are not necessarily bad things. Weight is not necessarily bad. And I want you to notice there's a difference between weight and sin. Those of, the two of them are written there. But both of them are impediments. You cannot run when your eyes are focused on a family. Praise God. I'm not saying that we do away with families. But there are so, some of us that we are so focused on our families, that will miss prayer meetings to babysit and you still have a nun with you and you use that as an excuse. That's a weight that you need to deal with. Some of us, is, is our jobs. We are so much attached to the jobs that we, God has given us that we'll miss prayer meetings, we'll miss to go for missions, will even miss to come to church because there is an assignment that we must finish on a Sunday morning. That is a weight. And my brother, my sister, it may not be bad, yes. You can convince yourself that it is okay. It's a donkey that has fallen that you want to lift. That's what we will say. But let it be known to you that as long as you have it, you may not finish the race. You may have started it, but you may not 
finish. Lay aside the impediments. You are the one who knows what it is. I don't know what it is that you value more than the kingdom, than ministry, than service to the Lord. What is it? It's the weights. It may be sleep. Other is food. God has been telling you, stop eating so that you can pray. But you can't stop eating. Not even one meal. When was the last time that you fasted? Only one meal in a day so that you can pray. From January 1st to December that first, you have eaten so much. And the evidence is there on your body. And equally, the evidence is also there in your spirit. And you know it because you have a strong body but a weak spirit. The choice is yours. What do you prefer? Mighty body like mine and a weak spirit. It's time for us, brethren. We are in a race. This race calls for us to reduce our eatings, to increase our prayers, to reduce our ratio time. Wow. You know what that weight is? It is Facebook. It is Twitter. It is WhatsApp. God gave us this gadget that we love so much. It was not meant to take us away from him. Technology is supposed to help you to know God more. But how are we using it? It has become a weight. Even in church, some of you, right now, you may have gone to your WhatsApp or to Facebook. Just even when we are here. It is that tempting. That is a weight, my brother, my sister. You will not be able to run the race when Facebook is still open. When your WhatsApp is open. You need to close it and give yourself time. Tell yourself, between this time and this time, no Facebook, no WhatsApp. You phone, stay away. It's a time for prayer and seeking the Lord. Some of you will convince me that's where the Bible is. Come on. Get yourself a physical Bible. I have told you again and again. And ask Paul, you do not own that application that is there. The owners can pull it down any time. You may wake up one day and there will be no Bible in your phone. What will you do? Learn to use the physical, the written word. Make use of technology, yes. Because there are a lot of things that you can compare. But be wise. Let it not be a weight. Hallelujah. The second one. It is what? It is. Second, it is to be run by putting off this entangling sin. Or the sin that easily does what? Ensnares you. 
This is a scene that is known by you, by you, by you, by me. It may not be a common scene. It's only you who knows what is this scene that easily ensnares me. Deal with it, my sister, my brother. Because as long as you are carrying that scene, as long as it is there, you will not be able to finish the race. Let it be told to you. Time has come for us to call a spade a spade, isn't it? Don't call it a spoon. Many preachers have called it a spoon. It is sin. It needs to be called sin. We cannot continue to tell you that it is okay for you to commit adultery and still come to church, to fornicate and still come to church. And you expect to finish the race. You will not finish the race because you have sin that easily ensnares you. It will hold you all the way, as much as you want to get to the finish line, you can't get there. Because that sin will not allow you to get there. Get rid of it. We are in a race, isn't it? We must not allow sins that ensnare us. Identify it. The Spirit of God keeps telling you, you have this weakness, you have this weakness. Stop excusing yourself. You can overcome it. There is no sin that you cannot overcome. Maybe whatever it is, you can't do without it. Pastor, I can't do without drinking. Who told you you cannot do without it? There's a better drink. Come to Mama Moi, she will lay her hands on you. You receive the Holy Spirit. You will never want to drink that thing that you call alcohol again. For you'll get a drink that is better than alcohol. That's what you need. It is the Holy Spirit that you need. Show me one person that is fully anointed and baptized in the Holy Spirit who is still drinking. There isn't. Because the Holy Spirit cannot allow you. You cannot get dusty of anything else when you have the Holy Spirit. There is so much to drink from him. Hallelujah. The last one, the third one, what is it? The third, it is to be run with patience, endurance. Endurance. This race is not going to be easy. It's a hard race. It's a marathon. It's not a 100-meter dash that requires you to just dash and finish. No. It is a marathon. You've got to prepare yourself to climb the hills, to go down the valleys. There'll be weed. It may be run during winter. It's going to be, the weather is going to be harsh. You must be prepared and ready to endure to the end. Run with endurance. Run with what? With endurance. Brethren, we are in this race. Not to lose. Amen? We will win. And next time, on Sunday when we come back, we will continue with fast two and we will see why we cannot lose this race. Amen? It's, yes, it's, there is endurance. Yes, it is going to be hard. 
but I can assure you we have the capacity to overcome every obstacle to finish the race. It has already been rigged into our favor. That's how it is. Amen? The only thing you are told to do, lay aside the weights. Amen? The sin that Israel ensnares you, and you know it. You don't need to be told. And the third one is, run with endurance. Amen? And if you do that, you will finish and finish well. May the Lord bless you. Let's stand on our feet. Just take a let's take a minute. Let's talk to the Lord. I know I said we will sing we are in a race. We won't sing it now. We'll sing it next Sunday. Please let it be part of the many songs if it is possible and if it is not we will sing it even as uh, I continue to minister. Let's remind ourselves we are in a race and we must win. Amen. Take a minute. Talk to the Lord. What is that thing that you need to deal with? Just mention it before the Lord.